Welcome to She Wakes Up, a podcast where you are granted permission to rise above your past, crush your fear and self-doubt, and go after the future of your dreams. I know life has taken over and has driven you to a place where you feel lost and scared and you have no idea how you got here. You just feel stuck in your job, relationships, motherhood, all of it. I see you and you're in the right place. I'm your host, Stacey Feeling, and I'm so pumped to have you here. I've been where you are. I was lost in abuse, finances, anxiety, poor health, you name it. I was up and down for years trying to fix myself on the surface. What I found was the real damage in need of fixing came from the inside. And so it was. If this is you, come hang with me. Grab a drinky drink and maybe a pint of some ice cream because we are skipping the small talk and getting right to the juice. Because girl, it's time to wake up. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of She Wakes Up. Today is our weekly wake up and I have special guests here with us, Audrey Rose Munson. And Audrey is the host of the Ready to Rise podcast. She's a fellow nurse, although we're not colleagues. Um, we have that shared bond automatically and a lifestyle mentor, dog mom. Um, Audrey, welcome to the show. Please introduce yourself. Let everybody know who you are and what it is that you do aside from all of those things that I just mentioned. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be on. I feel like it's always fun to talk about, even if it's not just nursing, it's just fun to talk about life with a fellow nurse because it's just so different. Sometimes we have that little, um, that little bond, but yeah, so I am, I started my podcast actually, let's start there. I started that because I have suffered from depression most of my life and anxiety as well. Um, And so as I started to learn that, like, no, it wasn't necessarily all the different situations or it wasn't all these external factors. That's just my genetic makeup. That's just what makes me me. And as I started to recover from that, I started my podcast where I like to share those tips and those tricks and things I'm learning or have people on that talk about their situations, because I feel like it's really important to bond and to share our experiences so we know we're not alone. And so that's, yeah, that's a big part of my background. And of course, like you said, I'm a nurse and for somebody who struggles with depression, this has been quite a challenging time, but, um, I'm really, I'm happy to say I'm getting through it. And I think we all are so happy to talk about it all with you. Awesome. Yeah. And I think pre COVID, um, even those that didn't have anything that they were struggling with in the mental health space, um, you know, everybody's starting to recognize that mm-hmm. it's real and mm-hmm. people that didn't have these things that they were battling with before, um, are starting to recognize that, you know, some of those symptoms and then on top of it, the people that are, have already struggled with it. And then you throw the pandemic in the mix, mm-hmm. it just makes it that much harder. Um, Gosh, so I just, I appreciate you coming on and having these conversations because you're not alone in this mm-hmm. whatsoever. Um, and I think it's opened up the mental health conversations mm-hmm. just because now it's almost norm. Like, yeah. Um, everybody has said the pandemic has affected everybody in some sort of capacity. Exactly. And I know today we're going to talk about burnout and, with that, obviously the nursing burnout is huge, but life burnout and just the burnout from being so quarantined and confined Mm -hmm. and isolated for the last couple of years. So you want to touch on that a little bit and your experience with Um, not just 
um, your previous experience with your anxiety and depression, but like what that's turned into since yeah. the pandemic. I also want to mention real quick is, you know, it has affected everybody. And I think too, some of it is the fact that a lot of us got a break, not all of us, but quite a few of us when the isolation started, got a break. And so you kind of got to see like what life could feel like if we didn't have a million and one things on our plate. I said yesterday on a podcast, it's like every single person was affected. Even if I know a lot of us sometimes, um, tend to diminish, you know, stay at home mom life, for example. But I was like, even something where, you know, from the outside looking in, it looks like a fairly simple life. Everybody was completely turned upside down. Even a stay at home mom had a million and one things put on her plate because of the pandemic and had to learn all these new skills and do everything. So it's really affected everybody. I think for myself, it's been, it's been really hard. Um, the isolation has been the hardest. And and like, again, regardless of who you are, where you are, everybody had to isolate, but I continued working as a COVID nurse, but still had to isolate like hardcore because I was in it and we didn't know, you know, how it spread or, you know, there were no vaccinations, things like that. And so nobody (laughs) wanted anything to do with me. It was so sad. You were super isolated. So isolated. (laughs) I was shunned. I, oh my gosh, my 30th birthday was during this time. And I was like, man, this is such a, you know, it's always like a milestone birthday. And I just remember thinking like, hey, can we like have cake in the backyard where it's like outside? And uh, and the response was, you know, we can try to set up a FaceTime. Yeah. (laughs) I just felt... You know, it was hard not knowing what was happening, not knowing what's going on. Um, you know, are this, is the vaccination safe at this time or is it not safe? Or, you know, what, which one do I choose? Or do I have to Lysol, you know, every single product I bring into my house? Like it was all just such a crazy time. And I think the disruption of our flow, our general routine and all of that, of course, that in general leads to burnout. And so then you're adding the stress and the anxiety and all of that on top of the stress and anxiety we already have in our daily life, just from the commotion basically Mm -hmm. into this time period. And I know that really stressed out a lot of people. Yeah. We really had to be creative um, on, you know, I mean, we went through a period where we were doing drive-by celebrations for people because we couldn't, you know, celebrate them together. And then also pivoting and thinking really, really quickly on those very, I mean, transitional decisions such as the vaccine, where it was like, we're in the middle of this and we have, it's like now or never, we don't know, but it's like, here are your two choices. What are you going to do? You got to do it quick. You got to make that decision. And Mm -hmm. so that just added to it. And then um, last year I was actually a school nurse and, um, I got to see, you know, when you say the stay at home mom, it was like all parents were having to deal with that, you know, becoming not just the parent now, but also the teacher and then the poor kids not having that structure and having to go back and forth between their classrooms were quarantined or the whole school was shut down for a certain period of time. And then the parents having to juggle their work, yeah, um, trying to find daycare and all of those learning things. these things, learning the way, okay, the way they teach math. I do not have kids, but I know the way yeah. they teach math in schools nowadays is like uncomprehendable for me. Yes. And 
and, you know, learn, having to relearn all the stuff we've already done (laughs) to teach your kids. I mean, that's insane. Yeah. Props to everybody. I, I don't know how you all did it. I don't, I don't know. (laughs) It was a hot mess. I mean, (laughs) realistically, um, you know, just the feedback from the teachers and then the families, it was just hard. And the really cool thing was we became, although we were isolated, I feel like in our community, we were able to pull together and get creative and try Mm -hmm. to help and understand each other as best as we could, Mm -hmm. knowing that we were both struggling for different reasons and how can we come together so that we can get through this because like you said earlier, we have to, we don't have a choice. We're in the middle of it. We're in the trenches. We got to figure out how to get through it. Um, and I still don't feel like we're completely out of the clear yet. What is it looking like for you? Cause I know that you're in a hospital setting. Um, I'm in public health now, so I, um, I see a different perspective, but it's just interesting to see, you know, what are you seeing in your setting right now? Yeah. So I will like with the caveat about COVID, you know, I know we're not supposed to compare things, but on the (laughs) East coast, I know it was so much worse and I'm here in California, close to San Francisco. And it really, it got bad, especially during Delta, but it wasn't, it wasn't like it was over there. So, um, and right now it's, it's lightened up quite a bit. The numbers are high, but the people are not as sick. I don't have patients that I'm constantly like on edge about anymore, but it was really hard for a while there. And that's what, you know, I, I don't want to talk just specifically about nursing, but in general, I think, you know, people were on edge all the time because of that, because we had all those very sick patients and maybe it was a family member of yours that was, you know, Mm -hmm. admitted to the hospital or somebody that you knew in some regard, or just seeing it, even just seeing it on the news having these people that, you know, for me, I'm, I'm a fairly new nurse. I'm only about five years in and I'm 32 now having people my own age in these beds, watching them just nothing I can do to help them was horrific for me. And I just know, I mean, for so many of these newer nurses that saw this stuff, it was very hard for them just, you know, in the community in general, just that fear that came into that, you know, time period was just I still think, like you just said, we're not quite out of the clear. And I think even too, with the mental health, it's going to take a long time to get back on track for people. And, you know, it's going to, it's going to take a lot, a lot of therapy, a lot of, a lot of healing in general, just to get through this time period, because so much happened. And even on a subconscious level, there's so much that we absorbed that I think people don't realize affected them. Yeah. And we couldn't escape it. It was Mm -hmm. everywhere. It was Mm -hmm all we talked about, um, you know, there was always somebody that we knew, whether it was somebody close to us or somebody, you know, just an acquaintance, Mm -hmm. but it was always being brought up. It was on the news. It was, you know, in the school system, it was literally everywhere. And then you were boots on the ground in the trenches with it, seeing the worst of it. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and my fear is that when you go into this with anxiety, depression and other Mm -hmm. mental health, um, issues and then you're in it and that's only exacerbating that yeah that much further but then the aftermath of that and seeing like you said having people your own age Mm -hmm. going through this and witnessing that it's almost like a trauma response while you're there and so yes even when the pandemic is over you think about all these healthcare workers and not just healthcare workers but you know i mean Mm -hmm. they get the brunt of it 
what is this going to look like five, 10 years from now when people are still trying to process all the stuff that they had gone through, losing family members, watching people slip away um, and, and feeling so helpless. And I think as a healthcare provider specifically, that is your worst fear is yeah. like, go into the profession wanting to help people and, and feeling yeah. helpless is yeah. just like, I mean, oh, I'm getting it. emotional as we speak because that's exactly, <laughs> that's exactly that feeling. I can't even really describe it, but it's, mm-hmm. you know, seeing people who are just, just suffering and you, you can't, COVID was just so weird. There's, there wasn't a whole lot we could do, you know, besides treat symptoms, but there, we couldn't like stop it from getting worse. And that, that was really hard. I think too, a lot of like what you're saying, like five, 10 years out, how is it going to look? It's going to be, like I said earlier, it's just going to be so much mental health healing that will need to happen because a lot of times when we are in tragic events, you know, um, think of any time that you've been involved. It could be small, big, whatever, but it seems like we're always like able to be on our phones right away. And you're picturing families at the bedside and they're there and they're seeing what's happening and everybody's involved. But with COVID, we haven't really been able to process with others until now, now that things are starting to open up a little bit more. So that's one thing for us. I mean, the nurses even, it was really intense. Like I couldn't go home and debrief with family. I couldn't see them. Um, and same with a lot of the nurses. So it's really interesting. We started forming like little pods almost where it was like, you know, maybe five of us who were all single living alone, that kind of thing. And people who, um, you know, weren't going home to see their grandparents or weren't, you know, going to expose anybody. And we decided, Hey, we can hang out because we're all under the same exposure Mm -hmm. and we all have the same risk. So we can go, you know, into someone's backyard and drink a glass of wine together. (laughs) Um, and so thank God, I mean, that really got us through. And the beginning was, you know, all the symptoms of burnout pretty quickly where, you know, we're stress eating, we're sleeping in, we're not working out. We're just, we just don't know what to do. And it was really cool. I remember on my unit, there was kind of like a, almost like a turning point a couple months in where we were all just kind of looking at each other and we were like, you know what? This doesn't seem to be ending anytime soon. I think we're going to be in this for a while. So we, our unit actually just side note was like a pop-up unit. We took over for pediatrics unit and we kicked them out and we stole their unit. And it was just, we had to like create a unit. So it was like all of a sudden, a couple months in, we're like, you know what? Okay, let's make this unit a home. Let's get the supplies we actually need. Let's, you know, get everything organized and let's focus on ourselves because we're going to be in this, you know, you're wearing all this PPE all day long, right? So you're not drinking water. You're rarely taking breaks. And so we started to develop a system of just an immense amount of teamwork on that unit, which I will be forever grateful for. I think it changed the way that we do nursing um, just collectively as this department. And we just constantly help each other. It's like, okay, like we're all going to go in this room so that, you know, this person needs to take her break. And then we do like water challenges sometimes or we'll literally write up on the whiteboard, like, you know, our names and how much water and who's going to get to a gallon first. And we try to, you know, encourage each other and bring snacks to work or someone brought plums the other day, which were so good. And, you know, so it was really cool seeing all of that sadness and destruction right away happening and how we could have really continued to succumb to all of this pressure 
but we kind of started to all realize, yeah, we've got a, we, we need longevity here. We're going to be in this for a long time. So that was probably my favorite part of trying to turn around the burnout, I think for me. That's really cool. And I love that you got creative, you pulled together, you realized, Hey, if we're going to do this, let's Let's do it. it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, So that's fun. I think that's awesome. And, um, self-care is so important. And I think, Mm -hmm. you know, in healthcare, but in any job, when you were feeling Mm -hmm. out before the pandemic and even starting now, like you have people, like you said, to go home and debrief with, um, in the healthcare space is different anyways, when it comes to debriefing, because you have the HIPAA and all the, you know, so you can't, and somebody that's not in that space doesn't fully understand. Um, so it's really difficult anyways, but then if you don't have anybody to release anything like that, you know, so you're not just burnt out with your job, but you're burnt out in your life because you're still holding on to all of that. Um, what else worked for you besides coming together as your cohort? Um, what other things did you see for yourself or for other people that they were doing to really help get you through and maybe still doing some of those practices right now? It's so funny because I, I didn't intend to come on and talk about all the COVID days, but you know, <laughs> it's, it's got me reminiscing a bit on some of the fun things that, you know, we, we, that changed in that time period. Like, um, I just remember a really good friend of mine. I remember meeting with her on, I forget the app, but it was similar to like a FaceTime kind of thing. And it would be like four of us in totally different towns on, you know, this app, like drinking wine together. And we would like just be laughing or one of us was playing music or whatever. And it just, honestly, we were all sitting in our backyards and it honestly felt like we were all sitting in someone's backyard together. And we started to get, you know, inventive, I guess, like, okay, I, my mental health is suffering. I'm, and it's a lot of it was due to the isolation and okay, so what can I do? Like, how can I unisolate myself right now and feel connected to people when I can't physically be there? And so that was amazing. And I think just having, even if it's virtual, being able to see people without masks on, doing normal things, having a normal conversation. I mean, that was huge. And honestly, we, we would talk, we would, Everybody, you know, of course, at the beginning, we'd all update about COVID and what's happening and what we're seeing. But then, of course, you know, eventually the conversation turns to just, you know, funny topics and a lighthearted conversation. And that was really important to me. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, my gosh. It's such a refreshing time to be able to see people's faces again, Yes, to be able to see people smile again um, at work. You know, I was relatively new into my role. So like I was at the place that I am employed now, but in a different space. So I was a school nurse and now I'm a nurse supervisor for a different program. Uh So, um, coming into that, like I knew who people were, but I didn't always recognize them because the, you know, they had the mask on. Yeah. It's so weird to get to know people because I'm like, wait a minute. I know you look familiar, but I can't see your entire face to really put you and two together. Oh, so nice to be able to see. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, it's so nice. And people are less, a little bit less freaked out in a sense, you know, because it's been some time and we have our protection and everything. But I remember at the beginning when people looked like they were going into space, I was like, what's happening? Yeah. They were like double suits on and like, 
it was just crazy there for a while. Um, you know, I wasn't even going to the grocery store for one, like yeah. there was nothing to even buy because everything was bought up. But then totally, I'm just like, let's just do home delivery to be safe. Yeah. It was convenient. Yeah. And yeah. And that's one cool thing, like total side note, but one really cool thing. And I think it totally ties into burnout is realizing we, I think we were doing too much. And so now due to COVID, there's a lot of really cool systems that have come out of this. And really like people have taken advantage in the business sense. They've really grasped these opportunities to, to make things more convenient. And so, yeah, like, I know we don't always love DoorDash because it can get addicting, but that can be great sometimes, but definitely the home delivery of groceries and things like that, especially when you know, like we were talking about earlier, you're a parent trying to teach this new math to your kids. It's like, who has time to go deal with the stress of trying to get to the store with all these masking and the lines. And I remember pizza. Yeah. We want to, you know, do the right, yeah. Get some nutrition. And so that was actually really cool for me is I was very scared. I was actually really scared to go to the store at the very beginning just because I knew I was exposed to COVID and I was really scared to, I'm like, we didn't know necessarily how it spread. I'm like, if I look at this apple, am I going to get that old grandma sick over there? I don't know. <laughs> so, I don't so many unknown factors for sure. Yeah. But I think with burnout, the biggest thing is trying to find those things that make you happy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like I mentioned the call for me, um, calling people, just getting outside. I started to go on like little road trips. Like we weren't really supposed to leave, I guess, our local town or something like that. But I was like, you know what? I'm not going to see anybody. I'm not going to touch anything. I just need to drive up to the mountains and go on a little hike, or I just need to get some sunshine. And here, what really got to me was um, off Highway 1, which is along the Pacific Coast, they blocked everything. They completely barricaded it. You couldn't park anywhere and just stare at the ocean. So I remember (laughs) driving, I like drove into some neighborhood and I saw this kind of like house for sale that like, I don't know. And I parked in their driveway and then I like hiked down to the beach and it was whatever. And I just remember like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get in so much trouble just to see the ocean. Yeah. And you know, I just needed that. So I think getting nature and just doing things that bring me joy really, really helped me maintain my sanity. And I'm not going to lie. I definitely had, um, quite a downfall recently. I think it's so funny. It's almost like we were go, go, go. And then now as the numbers dropped a little, it gives me that moment to breathe. And I realize like, how much is there that I'll have to start processing. And that was depressing. So I did have a little bit of burnout again recently, which I'm now coming out of in the same way, just finding things that bring me joy, eating better, doing more workouts, just trying to maintain the community Mm -hmm. and, you know, just talk to people and that's helping. Yeah. And you, that's a good point. It's just having all of that at you and being so heavy and in it not mm-hmm. having that time to decompress. It's, it's kind of a form of grief where, you know, you're, you're in all of it. You're doing all the things you're so busy or you're, you're not even allowing yourself time to even process it. Right. And then you have some downtime and that's when it all hits you and it, it comes you. in like a flood. Yeah. And then it's like, Whoa, where did this come from? Now I have to yeah. figure out how I'm going to process this, um, in a healthy, safe way. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where it's important to find those things that bring you joy. Yeah. And I- a lot of us got really creative because I know, you know, with the kids at home and things like that, it was like, what can we do to keep 
everybody occupied and having fun and not like, you know, getting in each other's personal bubble all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, But also like for me personally, as somebody that was pursuing entrepreneurship, like it gave me a little bit of time to really focus on that and to get my podcast up and running. And so there is some good that came from that being that we kind of had to tune into ourselves a little bit and find things that we didn't really have time for before. And we were almost forced to get back into who we are. And I really hope Mm -hmm. that we continue with that. You know, that's part of what I talk about on the podcast a lot is trying to rediscover and get connected back with you because we are always so busy and usually focused on everybody else. You know, you don't have kids, but yet you're a nurse. So you're still consumed with other people's lives and those responsibilities. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just feel like it's really important to stay in tune with yourself and do the things that make you happy, pandemic or not, moving Mm -hmm. forward, remember that space and knowing that that's a healthy way to decompress with life in general when you're feeling burnt out, not just in your profession. I just want to give kind of like a little side note, speaking of, you know, starting the processing and decompressing. I think it's important now that things seem to be lightening up a little bit. I mean, who can predict the future, but, (laughs) but um, it's a good time to start you know, if you haven't already started to bring in some of those things that make you really happy and started the decompression and the processing, it's a good time to start little by little, just incorporating it, you know, therapy or just ocean time or, you know, talking to friends more because I am a little bit worried from a mental health standpoint that as people come out, like we were just saying, I mean, it's going to hit people like a ton of bricks all of a sudden. And I feel like, we need some type of closure, some type of kind of a segue into life as normal. Like it's not just going to be like, Oh, we wake up and life is back the way it was and everything's forgotten. I mean, this was a really, really big deal. I think it's going to, it's going to stay shifted. I don't think it'll ever go back to the way it was, but change isn't always a bad thing. It's just learning to make that shift. Um, And I, you know, not having that connection, it really, put it in perspective for me to know that, you know, I don't need to take people's presence for granted anymore. And yeah. we weren't able to do our normal things with everybody. Like I said, birthday celebrations, holidays, everything changed. So to just be present and when you are around people is really appreciate that time because mm-hmm. you don't know, you know, we don't yeah. know what's happen. Um, exactly. What other things? So you said nature and just coming together, getting creative with girlfriends. Yeah your coworkers. I am a huge advocate for therapy. I think a therapist could use a therapist and all yep. that, especially <laughs> after now. So that's definitely something to look out for. Um, any other suggestions for those that are feeling burnout in any space in their life right now? I would say for sure, just like I said, yeah, the sunshine. And then, you know what? Um, somebody, um, Terry from tap wellness coaching the other day, she said, She's like, forget the balance. We're going for harmony. And mm-hmm. I thought that was such a cool way to say it. Like, it. instead of balancing our work life and trying to do all of that, let's just find some harmony. You know, if you do, like, I'm about to go into work after we talk. And you know what, though? After that, I'm going to go on a walk with the dog. I'm going to go and take some time for myself and decompress. So I think it's all about having that harmony and holding space for everything. And then of course, sleep is probably the biggest one I would love to say something about is just, you know, getting 
the right amount of sleep, not too much, not too little. It's all, there's a whole book about it, but anyways, <laughs> I'm sure there's several, but Matthew Walker wrote a really good book about just why we need it and why, you know, the right amount is important. And so yeah, getting sleep, nutrition and sun. <laughs> the basics. We have to get back to the mm-hmm. basics and remember. Yeah. Treat yourself like a plant. Yeah. We are a system. <laughs> we are an ecosystem. And yeah. We need to take care of that because what we put into our bodies, what we give our bodies, what we think about ourselves, like it all plays into how we show up in our world. And yeah especially with that mental health piece. But, and yeah, you know, when you're physically crummy, you're mentally crummy, you know, exactly. you know, like you're, you're just beating yourself up. You don't feel well. It just, mm-hmm. it's a whole cycle. So it's really important to, I love, I just, when you were talking, I had to make a note about finding the harmony because yeah. life, we talk about finding the balance, you know, work life, yeah. balance, all that stuff. It's such a load of crap because it's yeah. <laughs> like realistically balance is not, a thing. Um, so I love the harmony piece because let's accept what our life is throwing at us and just find the harmony in that space, whatever season it is, just try to find that harmony. I'm going to use that from now on. Side note. She's, um, so she's a nurse who's had an amazing career and you should totally interview her. She'd be great. Um, she's had an amazing career and I can have like a little bit of a work addiction streak sometimes, but when she said, she's like, you know what though? It's not like you can only work three days a week and you have to take these days off. It's okay to work. It's okay to pick up some overtime here and there, but it's about the harmony. And I just felt this whole like relief. I was like, oh my gosh, you're so right. Like I can be there for my coworkers and pick up a shift if they're down a nurse, but I can also make sure that I go to the beach after or whatever. You got the confirmation so, that if you mm-hmm. don't try to follow the rules, it's okay yeah. to a little bit and knowing that if it feels, I'm huge about alignment and that's yeah. something I have just kind of tapped into with myself in the last couple of years, but what a freeing feeling it is when you are living your life in alignment and that's all it's about. You know, I guess yeah, exactly. kind of go together, but it's like, if you're feeling it, good, do it, go, yeah, after go it. for if it. If you're mm-hmm. like, no, I need to let this go. This isn't serving me let it go. Yeah. Um, I don't think we give ourselves enough permission to just live by our intuition. Yeah, exactly. I love that. <laughs> All right. So, um, I know the listeners aren't going to be able to see the video, but behind you is this beautiful, and <laughs> I'm type a, I, it's a nurse thing. I know, but, um, for the listeners on the other side, she's got this color coded bookshelf behind her. I absolutely love it. It looks like a rainbow on a shelf. Out of all of those books, I know you've talked about a few. I know. I can't. You're going to ask a hard question. How about, how about the, your most recent couple that you read that you really resonated with that you can provide listeners with some, um, suggestions. Okay. I have to remember what. So for me, I just finished Untamed and. Oh, Untamed. Yeah. That's a good one. Like, that's like my new Bible. I have to reread it because there are so many, yeah. so many notes and everything written in there. I absolutely love it. Okay. I, I need to say three cause I can't narrow it down, yeah, but go for it. <laughs> um, the power of now by Eckhart Tolle is like, literally that's like a Bible to me. Yeah. I love, I love that book. And then, so I just, um, I just read, I love me more by Jenna Banks. And I've been giving that out to like every single, <laughs> okay. Cause you know, 
I can't go on this tangent, but you've, I'm sure you've heard of the nurse curse when it comes to relationships, right? So I've been giving this out to all my coworkers, like, I love me more, like put yourself first. So I think that's great. And then Four Agreements, of course. That's yeah. such a good book. If you haven't read it, you that's like the starter book. Yeah. I'll have to uh, check the other two out because I haven't read them. Oh, uh, so good. I'm a sucker for self-help and improvement books. I just, I love them. Um, yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, where can everybody find you, Audrey, if they want to connect and reach out? So definitely Instagram. It's the best place for me. Um, it's at hello, Audrey Rose. Love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on. It's been a pleasure and it's nice to talk to a fellow nurse and um, you know, I love that when we discuss burnout, it's not just for healthcare providers. It really is a yeah. where everybody is feeling yeah. such a burnout. So thank you for having that conversation with me. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me on. Absolutely. Absolutely.